Hey, what's up, Charles? Hi, Fab. We have a special treat today. Oh,、uh, are we getting food? Or? <laughs> no, but we have a guest for today's show. Say hello to Allison. Hi, Allison. Hey, guys. We are so happy to have you here, Allison. Happy to be here. All right, what's going on? How was your week? I'm gonna pass it off to you, Allison, being our guest for today. Ah,、uh, my week is good. I've,、uh, you know, working from home, doing the at-home life. I've been renovating my apartment, spending a lot of trips to the hardware store. Nice. So, what does that renovating apartment look like? You actually like building stuff, or? Um, a lot of painting, a lot of taping off edges, a lot of getting stared at by guys in the hardware store. <laughs> a lot of that. A lot of you know people explaining to me how brushes work. Like that are you lost look type of thing.、Or? Yeah, like are you lost? I'm like, honey, this is like my third time I've been in this store. This I've got this. What's up with you, Charles? How was your week? Good.、Um, I mean, so we had a bit of a kind of tropical storm here. Yes. And unfortunately, my area was one of the ones that was kind of hard hit, so we were out of, of power for a while. And so I've like learned how to manage、uh, melting ice because we've had to buy a lot of it just to keep our food fresh. And、um, so that was fun.、Um, but it was, it was also kind of good to, in an interesting way, to go back to. Without depending on TV all the time and、mm. being so glued to electronics, so it was it was a bit freeing. Although there were other things that were hard to kind of deal with, but we were able to manage, and, and now it's back. So you know、uh, that storm was interesting. I got really lucky because a whole bunch of trees fell down in the neighborhood, and they missed all the power lines, so we didn't lose、wow. power. You know, you went outside, beautiful day,、yeah. sunny,、uh, sun is out, blue skies, and then trees all over the road. Um, and I actually ended up going to Rockefeller Estates for a hike,、nice. and I live like 15 minutes away. Never gone, and decided to go after a storm, and it was just really like beautiful and peaceful, and I really love that experience, and definitely gonna go again. Good for you. So I'm really excited for today's show. Oh, so am I.、Uh, are you? You have no idea. Well, you know we're <laughs> flipping the switch today. Oh yeah, this is great.、Um, <laughs> I'm in a different seat this time. Yes. So instead of like switching clothes, we're switching seats. Yeah. Yeah. So、uh, you're gonna be a co-host for today. I'm gonna do my best. And you know, be in the hot seat and help me have a really important conversation that I think we should have, and that's why we brought Allison along. The big guns. Yeah. Yeah. Some reinforcements, <laughs> right? This is a perfect conversation to have to get the female and male perspective, and I think both of you do a really great job at illustrating that. So we're gonna represent all the women, all the women, and all the and men, all the men. In all the world. Yes, I'm speaking for all women in the whole world.、No、in the whole world,、okay. not not just the country, the whole world. Of every ethnicity, all religions, dead yes, alive. absolutely. All right, you. you know, everyone wants to hear what a white woman has to say right now. <laughs> no pressure, guys. Just make sure you do a really good job. But we're going to talk about chivalry today.、Mm. I find that whenever you say that word, chivalry. Whether you say it in front of a man or in front of a woman, everybody just has a response to it. But I really want to know when you heard me say the word chivalry, what was the first thing that came to your mind? So I'm gonna put this into practice and pass this on to Allison. Oh, how chivalrous of you! Wow. <laughs> I want to keep this simple. You know? Starting off already.、Yeah. Allison, please. Okay. 
When I first hear the word chivalry, which is a very hard word to say, I'm just gonna say that right now, I think of like old movies and the first thing I think of is a, a man putting his coat down on a puddle. Yes, on a, on on a, a puddle. puddle. Yes. And that's the first thing I think of. I don't think I've ever seen it in my real life ever, but that's the first thing I think of when I think of the word. That's so funny. <laughs> I think of that too, but no one has ever done that for me or I've never seen someone do that. Because it's not practical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's gonna ruin their coat when you can just jump over the puddle? <laughs> Charles, what do you think about? So, I guess when I think about chivalry, I think about kind of like what's expected of you, right? Like this is this is how you're supposed to be, this is what, uh, and you're supposed to initiate it, you know, and, and then there are, there are rules and guidelines to it. And there are all these different scenarios and you've got to know when to apply it and you've got to be ready. So it just feels like this kind of constant thing that someone's expecting you to do it. And if you don't, you're going to get ousted for it. And when you say you, you mean men. I mean men, but more, I'm talking more women. I've gotten a lot of dirty looks if I don't get up in like... No, what I mean is people expect men Yes. to behave yeah. this way. Yes, and, and not just women, but also from other men. Yeah, and I, I think that's a fair perspective. Definitely was my experience growing up. So we are here today because I personally have had conversations around chivalry with my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And I think men have conversations around chivalry with their boys. But I don't often find that women and men are getting together and talking about this concept of chivalry, what it means to them, whether they like it, whether they don't like it. And what are the expectations around how men and women should behave with each other? Today, we're going to discuss this idea of chivalry, how it's perceived by men and women, and if chivalry has a place in modern society. So join us as we explore chivalry in the age of feminism. Welcome to a man's opinion. I'm sorry, my opinion. A courtside seat into the sometimes quirky and lively conversations between two friends from grad school. We talk about everything and nothing, blending social commentary with strong opinions. Often entertaining, sometimes serious, and all the way civil. You know, the way you wish the world would be. So that was a little different, Charles. You did our intro today. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I was sleeping for a moment. <laughs> oh, it's so easy being a co-host. I, I know exactly how you feel right now. I'm gonna say five words and then I'm just gonna out. Yeah, Listen, I say more than five words, so like you gotta do me proud here. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, but uh, it's definitely a good spot to be in, and I hope that you both can have some fun with this conversation today. But before we really get started, I think it's really important that we give some context to this conversation and what we mean when we talk about chivalry, because the word has sort of warped in modern history. And when we hear chivalry, I think we most of us think of the modern definition of chivalry, which is the courteous behavior that men are expected to have towards women. And it really kind of happens in that typical dynamic. But historically... Chivalry didn't really start that way. Hmm. Do you guys know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think about knights in, in, in armor and yeah, yeah. damsels in distress. Yeah, yeah. So it actually started with knights, and it really was like a code of conduct, and it was particularly for knights of a certain status, right? Hmm. And it really involved a lot of rules of war. So when to engage, when to fight, uh, when to surrender, 
who to attack and the shivers thing to do. So it somehow transformed into knights kind of being shivers towards women to now just regular men being shivers towards women. And that's a big jump. It, it is a big <laughs> jump, isn't it? And maybe it's because we haven't had knights for a very long time. Sure. <laughs> Or really have those kind of old fashions rules of conduct and yeah. behavior like we used to do. But it really just really comes from this historical feudal system. And it has now turned into something that is really very, very different. And I think it's really important for us to get uh, the perspective of how we see chivalry from our different sort of gender perspective and experiences. And I'm wondering, how has chivalry transformed with you? So from the time that you were a child to how you view chivalry now in present day. Hmm. So this is kind of crazy. Just, I mean, hearing the whole night thing, I'm, I'm trying to like keep, keep the giggles to myself because it's like these dudes are going off to war. They're fighting whoever with swords. They're, you know, dragons, whatnot. Like, these knights are facing this world, and then it's like, we need something to feel powerful. Let's be chivalrous. Like, we're not fighting anything, so now we need, you know, our, like, douchebag ways to women. Like, we must be nice to women. This is as tough as fighting a war. Like, I don't know. Wow. Tell us how you really feel. Yes. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. You're coming in hot. Yes. I'm coming in hot. Yeah. But what's your experience with chivalry? Like, as a kid, have you always had the same perspective towards it, or is this something that you've sort of changed now? Um,. Like growing up, I would say my dad my dad has always been respectful to women. My dad's respectful to my mom, but I mean, my mom's also a very strong woman. My mom wouldn't have it any other way. Like if he wasn't respectful, we would just be gone. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say like I grew up around like people being like men being chivalrous, but I was taught that like men should respect you. You're doing as much as men. Like this is the way they should treat you. So I never really grew up in a in a world where I found or that this you have an everyday part of life. No, yeah, I just kind of felt like you're completely capable of doing things yourself. So that's what I did. And I was, I've always been the type of person, if I need help with something, I will ask. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to ask for help if I need it. Okay, so that's fair. How about you, Charles? So I think I probably grew up in a very traditional type of uh, situation. Uh, you know, where, again, the expectation was you open doors for women, you you know, help ladies uh, across the street. Uh, I, I came from a very kind of matriarchal uh, structure where both of my grandmothers were, were really the heads of, the, of their uh, respective households. Yeah. And so that type of guidance is what really helped to shape and mold kind of how I looked at women. And these were very strong, mm-hmm. independent, just like beautiful women, you know, who helped me to understand, you know, what it meant to be a man in mm-hmm. addition to the other men that were in my family but i will say this that i do remember a vivid conversation with my mom and i think it was like when i was in middle school and either a girl had attacked me or some situation happened and i didn't i didn't i didn't fight back right and i remember my mother sat me down and she said this and i remember this to this day she said never hit a lady but if she hits you she's no longer a lady Ouch. <laughs> and I was like, Mom, wow. what are you telling me? Wow. Now, I will say to my defense, I've never... You never hit, hit a lady? I never hit a or lady. A non-lady. Or, or, or non-lady. <laughs> I've, never, I've never done that. But I, I, I thought it was interesting that from my mother's perspective, because she's looking at me like, 
you're my son, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want you to be out there getting beat up. Right, like, right. Like your ass getting kicks. Yeah, right. So by a man know, or a woman. Or a woman, but yeah. I, I just thought it was interesting coming from a woman. Mm-hmm. But again, I think the caveat being her son. Yeah, so I think that's like a really interesting take because I think I have the same perspective. I grew up in a family of mostly women, very strong-minded women, but my immediate family. I have three brothers and it seems like all of the rules of chivalry got handed down from women to them, yeah. right? So what they, how were they expected to treat me, how they were expected to treat uh, other women and then just the things that they were asked to do as part of their upbringing and as part of just kind of this rite of passage of, you know, boys to young men to just adults, yeah. right? And it was really embedded in my into my culture of this is how men treat women. And I just really grew up around those messages. So it's really interesting that you had sort of that female-centric perspective as well. Because we often think that these rules come straight from, from men. men yeah. But sometimes we women perpetuate yeah. or ask for those rules as well. Well, it's also like... Who are raising this men, these men? Most men are being raised by women. Mm. So if you're not, you know, if you're not picking up on these things, then what are you doing? You're not listening to your mom? Right, like, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Even if you yeah. have both parents, a lot of times the mom is doing a majority of the, the childbearing. Yeah. yeah. I will say, because I, I grew up with my dad, that his, his way of, of doing it was more by example. Mm, so mm-hmm. it was kind of like, my mom was the one to sit me down and, yeah. and, and, and kind of talk through things. My dad was just more of like every day doing, doing the things. See what I do. See what I do. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's really interesting because I think also another thing that we really think about when we hear chivalry is that we're really connected to like romantic sort of relationships or dynamics. But it really is a lot wider than that, right? It's just really how generally men treat other women. And it, yeah. this could happen at work. This could happen with strangers, right? And this could happen in different settings. So I think maybe we should have a little fun. All right. What do you guys think? <laughs> I've been having fun already. So. Uh, oh, oh, have you? I'm sure you have. But let's play a little game, all right? Because I think that is really important for our listeners or just people who are want to kind of know how to have these conversations, that we let everyone know what our perspectives are. And we're going to start ladies first. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to be chivalrous. I'm going to fight back on that. Oh, are yeah, you? Actually, you know Because you guys are perpetuating this. I insist that Charles goes first. Wow. Oh, that's so kind of you. Nice of you, Alice. Yeah. I don't know if I, if I like this now. What the do you say? You want to go first? And then she looked at me. I mean, people can't see that. But, but <laughs> I'm look. looking at him in a very friendly way. Everyone should know. I, I'm going to stay out of this one. <laughs> But Charles, you want to go first? Yes, I would All like right. to go first. Awesome. So here's what I want to do. I, I want to really understand the male perspective a little better around chivalry. If you can tell us some of the things that you as a man do that in good faith as a way to be courteous to other women, that you have part of who you are as a person. Yeah. And then Allison, I want you to say whether you feel like those actions as a woman are welcome or if you find them offensive. Does that make sense? Okay. Uh, how about we do three things? Okay. So I have a long list, but... Oh, you do? <laughs> I'm, I'm, of course, you do. I'll, I'll condense it. Give us one. Sure. So I'll start us off, I think, relatively light here. But in instances where uh, a man and a woman are going out to eat, mm. I, you know, it's, I already know it's, this it's is expected uh, yeah. that... He is going to pay the bill. Yep. 
Okay, this is an easy one for me because I never expect anyone to pay the bill for me. Honestly, even if it's a fir- if it's a first date, I would love for you to pay the bill. That would be a great thing to do. But I don't know. I don't need you to pretend that you're taking care of me and that you have more money than me. I don't need any of that. Where have you been all my life? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. saved a lot of money. I've- <laughs> Maybe I'm sending out red flags all over the place, but. Mm, no, I almost think it's like a for show thing. Um, the first date, pay for me. The second date, let's split it or I'll take it one meal, you take it one meal. I'm. So do you find it welcoming or offensive when guys do that? The first date, it's welcoming. After that, it's offensive. Really? Right, I'm not huh. Okay. All right, so you know, I, I'm starting to feel like a bad woman right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I do expect it on the first day. I'm going to be honest. And if it doesn't happen on the first day... Red flag? It does become a red flag. Not a deal breaker. Okay. But a red flag. Afterwards, I just... I offer. I always offer to pay after the first day. But the first day, there's something to it that I think has become an expectation for me. To be fair, maybe it also depends on who's asking who. Right. Exactly. I think it does have to do with who's asking who. It's almost like asking... um, Like, if it's a first date... We're almost on a friendship level at that point anyway. So, you know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Like after that point, it's like if say Fabs or if Charles, like if I ask you, "Hey, you know what? I really want to go out. Like I want to go get coffee." Like if I'm inviting you out for coffee, I'm right, paying for you. You yeah. know what I mean? I just I don't know. I think it's kind of just fair is fair. Gotcha. I don't think I do a lot of inviting. Maybe that's why I don't pay as much. <laughs> well, listen. Keep, keep it up, then. It's working for you. I, I got to invite more. All right. All right. So, I got more here. Can I, can I Yeah. Can I yeah, going? please. What's the second one? So this one, I'll be honest, I've kind of changed a bit in, you know, but I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But the expectation that if a man is seated, particularly, you know, in, like, in, a, in a public area, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, either a bus or a train or... Uh, a restaurant or whatever, and there are no more seats, and there are women who are standing, then the expectation is that every man that has a seat offers their seat to a woman. And this is for any aged woman. It doesn't matter their age, right? Yeah, so right. So there's like, there's the senior, uh-huh. there's the child, there's the woman. Gotcha. Uh, in those two cases, right, you can argue, you know, a child's going to be tired, you know, a person who's senior, right? Like, mm-hmm. But a healthy woman who has the ability to, to stand. stand. Stand on her own two <laughs> feet. Literally. Uh, you're supposed to give up your seat for her. So when a man does this, is that offensive or welcome? For me, as a New Yorker, it is well it is welcome. <laughs> it is welcome. I won't be I would not be offended if you didn't get up because I'm perfectly capable of standing on my own, but I will take that seat. If you offer it to me, I will I will definitely take that seat. That's fair. I am not too proud. We have all been in that crowded subway, and, you know, it happens a lot less now than it used to. Oh, for sure. But I am so appreciative when it does, and I also will take that seat. Oh, yeah. Um, especially if I find myself like squeezing between like several men and I'm just, I don't know where to hold mm. and I'm too short to hold to the top of the rail. Yes, I would definitely welcome that behavior. All right. So let me, let me just cut to the chase here. Because <laughs> you guys are being very... Uh, Flippant. Yeah. Um, so I've definitely gotten like looks. Really? Oh, yeah. Like really hard, stare, dirty looks. And I can just read the thoughts of like... You jerk. 
why aren't you getting up? You see that I'm a woman. I should be the one sitting down because they've had a longer day than I have, right? Like, well, how do they I know mean, that? But that, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Right? <laughs> I mean, even Allison is like, as a New Yorker, I'm like, yeah, me too. I'm, I've, I've been tired. I'm, I'm tired too, right? So, you know, there is that like, not just internal, but also there's the external pressure of kind of how you're expected to conduct yourself as a man. Let me ask you, have you ever been like seated and like pretended to be asleep so you don't have to give up your seat in the subway? You know, we're not here to really talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying if you feel that much pressure, that's something I would probably do. Like if I'm too tired to get up, I'm, like, I'm just going to close my eyes. Let's Listen, pretend that no one wants to see. There's some stuff that's house talk and we're not going to go there. I'm so glad that you did all right, touche, touche. Uh, but yeah, I think you're like highlighting something that's really important in that in it's almost like damn if you do, damn if you don't, right? It's like you're expected to give up your seat. And I've also made the mistake of offering a seat because I thought she was a woman was pregnant. Ooh. And I was I was mm-hmm. okay. You're on your own. <laughs> yeah. You are yeah. on your own. We don't ever assume unless, Never unless assume. literally she's giving birth to a baby. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe that, not even moment. then. Maybe not even then. Like she could be like screaming in labor and you just still had to wait for her to say like, yeah, 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 the, like, the baby's coming out. Wow. Yeah, that, that is dangerous territory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're not touching that. So, one more, Charles. Okay. So, my last one. Okay. That I'm allowed to talk about because there's a cap for some reason. <laughs> we only have a 30-minute show. Fair enough. All yeah. right. So, the last one is, if there's a heavy object in the vicinity of a woman and a man is there, he's expected to lift that object for her. Mm. Take your time. I'm going to help you out a little bit here. I, I, listen, I have a heavy object at home. I have furniture that needs to be assembled. I'm with it's you. It's not expected of you because I don't think that we should expect... It's not fair of us to expect anyone to do anything. But there are some things that I'm good at and there are some things that guys are good at. And But maybe it's because you haven't had enough practice lifting <laughs> Like you could get better at it. Huh. Athletic. If I ask, I'll just ask for your help. I'm not. Okay. Gonna, I'm not going to. I'm not going to dance around. It. I'm going to say, "Hey, look, Charles. I've got some furniture at my house. Yeah. I need help. Please, like, if you have the time, would you mind helping me?" Okay. It's sort of how I expect Charles to help me move in a couple of months <laughs> because I have heavy things to carry that I cannot man, carry. Yeah. And yeah, I, I I need to ask all my guy friends to help me move. I I've been guilty of this. Uh, it's definitely welcome for me. But what here's what I will say. I will say that I have carried my own stuff all the time. So I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I've, I've seen some really strong women. Sure. And not like in the necessarily the, you know, muscle mass type of shit. Yep. Like, for example, I, I remember very vividly seeing a woman walking up a hill in flat sandals with a baby strapped oh. to the front. And then carrying four bags of groceries. Yeah. Hands. And that's I, not fair. I, I, I moms like, moms strength. have superpowers. I'm, like, I'm like, that is that is strength. Like that, that is different. That is so different. Something happens to women when they give birth. They have a superpower. Yeah, they, they become give birth. But I, I was I was totally impressed. And, and I was I was like I was willing to take her bags, but <laughs> then I didn't want to be like a creep and like ask her where she lived and anything. Like that. But yeah. I was just Or assume that she needed help. Because it sounded like she was rocking it, right? Yeah. Like it sounded like she was actually, you know, carrying those bags. No, and... but I felt bad though. Like I, I felt like I had to do something. 
And yeah. that's, you know, that me fighting that internal kind of like expectation. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, back, yeah. I'm just, I'm just thinking like as a woman, cause I definitely have like, mm, it's so tough. I don't have a granny cart. So if I am struggling, like carrying bags back from the grocery store, there are times where I'm like, damn, I wish I had someone to help me with those bags right now. <laughs> But also, like, if a, if a guy, I'm not saying you're a strange guy, but if a guy that mm -hmm. I don't know came to me on the street yeah. and was like, let me help you, I'd be like, yeah, ugh, right. no. That's a, yeah, that's what it's a safety not, thing. Yeah, because yeah, as women, like, you're constantly looking out for your safety. And it is a chivalrous thing, but women are so taught to, it's like stranger danger. Like, we've never gotten out of the 80s. We've never left, like, unsolved mysteries territory yeah. where we're afraid of stranger danger. And it doesn't help that we also binge watch Discovery ID. Oh yeah, on the regular. Uh, I don't know why. Why do we do that to ourselves? I have some theories. But that's, <laughs> another, that's for another podcast. All right, so Charles, I think that was a really good list. I think you really highlighted ways in which men are put really in tough positions. Again, I have more. So if we have time at the end of the show, <laughs> we're going to get to the rest of your list. But I think you gave us like really good ones that can really stimulate a dialogue about what we expect of men. So Allison, it's your turn. I think for you, I mean, I'm curious to see in your experience what are some of the things that men do that they think is chivalrous, but that you may find it to be harmful or belittling? Hmm. This is a little different too, because, um, you know, we're in post COVID days, but I, I can think back on going to the gym and, you know, using the equipment. I'm, I'm in my pit stained shirt. I'm in like uh, shorts with holes in it. I don't want to be seen. I look gross. A guy will come up to me and explain to me how to use the machine I'm using. Mm, mansplaining. And that, that's a tough, that's a tough one for me. I know, I know that they think that they know something I don't know, but, um, that's a tough one. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. 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 Unless they're doing it to everyone, but then if they're specifically just like singling you out. Yeah. Especially, did they ask first if you need no, help? No, I'm not. I'm not asking for help at all. I'm actually avoiding eye contact with everyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to maybe even this podcast in my ears while I'm working out. Good choice. <sighs> Gotta get taste. But yeah, what, a man coming up to me to tell me something while I have headphones in, mm. not cool mm. for me. Not cool. Yeah, definitely. I can see how guys may have good intentions with that one, but definitely not cool. Unless yeah. I'm hurting myself or I'm about to crush myself with weights, yeah. don't approach me, please. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, no, nothing else to say? <laughs> That's a good one. That's fair. Listen, I'm trying to engage in, you know, nice dialogue here <laughs> and represent the men well. But I, I, I can totally see why something like that could, could be offensive. All right. So you're, you're batting all one right. for one in this all one. All right. All right. Okay. All right. So you have another one? Um, I do. And this is, this is going very old school. But asking a father's permission for their daughter's hand in marriage. Mm. All right. Mm. Oh, I see you rolling up your sleeve for this one. Yeah, I feel like Charles can get into this one. So, I have a daughter. So you're coming in from a different perspective. I'm, I'm just gonna I put respect that, out that. Yeah. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, I And I also have a son. And as I think about it, I would want anyone who is going to be connected to my child in in that kind of a way, I would expect them to be mature enough, to be considerate enough, to have that conversation with with me. Right. And but I would I would say that it goes both ways though. 
But I think what you're saying is a little bit different, which I think like what you're saying is actually great. I think that, yes, the expectation should be that if you care enough about mm -hmm. who you're going to marry, that you're bringing in their family into that conversation. But if the girl hasn't even been asked whether they're getting married, there hasn't been a discussion, and then you supersede her and ask the father's permission first without actually as a couple saying, like, we want to get married, I yeah. want to talk to your dad, right? Those yeah. are two different things. Um, and I think when it happens the way that you're describing it, I think that that really sounds like a, just a respectful thing to do. But when it happens where you're like literally before you even think about having that conversation with your significant other, you yeah. ask the father first, there's, there's a patriarchal. My daddy's in charge of my life and my right. dad needs to put his stamp approval on it. When does my dad know what's best for my life or do I know what's best for my life? And, and, and that's fair, but and I and I think that it doesn't take away from the decision, right? Right? Like if 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 the dad says no, I'm not okay with it, then to me there's still opportunity for a choice. I think that the guy would be is being smart mm. by putting himself, you know, putting himself in a good position yep. because he also knows that he's going to be spending a lot of time with the family, right. and you don't want to start that relationship off. But what me. about asking the mom? Would you ask the mom? Yeah. Why is it asking the dad? Why, like, why on movies That's are fair. people? Or why not ask the parents? Yeah. As opposed to asking yeah, yeah. the father's As hand in marriage. Yeah. Yeah, because I think one of those people is probably going to be. <laughs> you don't more, know that anymore. A more aggressive. Because maybe the dad, I don't know. It's, it's obviously rooted in very old fashioned, sure. yeah. traditional rules. But I think that you're right. It's like, why is it still the dad? Why not? Like, I'm going to ask your parents or if that's the case, right? If it's something that's done out of respect, why yeah. is not both parents? No, just... I've seen a lot of people do that with both parents. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree that if, if both are there, that they should both be asked. It's interesting that you said like, well, it doesn't de determine the outcome, but like if, if a father says, no, I don't want you to marry my daughter, yeah. right? Like, and then he marries her anyway. I mean, isn't that, isn't that a song? Isn't that a song I'm going to marry they her anyway? <laughs> yeah, that, that's really, really awkward. Aggressively passing the pie. <laughs> Throwing, yeah. I think you guys did such a good job with this list. You really highlighted things that we are in constant conflict around how to navigate mm. as men and women around these different dynamics and as we're really kind of winding down is chivalry really holding women back or is being a gentleman a bad thing for the modern woman i personally think that this is a word that we should just do away with i think people want to be treated with mutual respect sure and i'm not saying like men do there's not certain in my life the way I live my life there aren't certain gender rules there there can be someone who is good at one thing and a person that's good in another thing and true communication you should be able to speak to the other person and get what you need out of them I don't think there should be these expectations when we have expectations we set ourselves up for disappointment why why are we living that way and it sh we shouldn't be following uh social you know social norms for our everyday life like look at the Look at the world we're living in now. I think it's more about like making yourself happy and being like true to yourself than following, 
you know, what was the standard politeness to follow back in, like, the 1950s, you know? Right. It's, it's about, like, really mutual respect and what really works yeah. for you and your significant other or your friends yeah. or your co-workers or anyone that's in your life of the opposite sex. How about you, Charles? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's a... Uh, the, the way that it's... That, that the question is worded, you know, is being a gentleman a bad thing? Um, I, I would certainly say that not going in the other extreme, right? Because then it's like, well, as a man, you, you kind of feel like you feel stuck. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some women are expecting it and then others aren't. And you sometimes are like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just I'm just not going to do anything. And and I think that there is a good middle ground, like what Allison was referencing, in, in just kind of having kindness and, and concern and compassion for anyone regardless of of gender and i do think on some levels that it can hinder women because i think it sometimes it comes from a space of rather than just wanting to wanting to help it comes from a space of already assuming that this person is incapable of doing Mm. it themselves and i think when you approach it that way how does that then translate into other aspects of, of your life and interactions with women. Yeah, I think you really hit it in the head, Charles, yeah. because I think like chivalry becomes this umbrella term where all women and we right. started we started the show kind of tongue in cheek, joking about that we're gonna represent the opinions of all women and men. And it really comes full circle because chivalry tends to be assumed that it represents what all women want. Yeah. And we stop doing things that are just normal rules of engagement. Asking someone what do you like? What don't you like? Is this something that is okay for me to do? What are your expectations? And this concept of chivalry kind of bypasses that dialogue, that conversation that needs to be had with people because not all women are the same, different women, different expectations, and that is okay. So if you're a woman that expect your significant other to help you with groceries or to do the quote unquote manly things around the house, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're a woman that expects that you're going to share things 50-50 and there's no really gender roles, there's nothing wrong with that as long as your significant other is on the same page with you. And what often happens is that we don't have these conversations, we don't get to know each other better, and we assume yeah. uh, this blanket statement that all women should be treated that way as opposed to treating the women that are in our life the way that they want to be treated. I think that that's really my aha moment uh, about this conversation around chivalry. Let's not group everyone together and not forget to ask each other what we expect and what we want out of different interactions. We're coming to the end of our show. Like, time really flew by. That was it's a fun, fun conversation. So, thank you, Allison. Thanks, guys. For joining us today. Awesome. Um, our next episode, Charles is going to be back in the Ooh. lead host seat. I cannot <laughs> wait. No, this uh, this is this is a lot of work. You know, let's see what the feedback <laughs> I, is. I like kind of just showing up and following your lead. Oh, I don't no. know if I like being in this side of things. I did have some fun getting in your shoes, Charles, and see what you have to do every time we record an episode. I hope you all enjoy our episode today, but we're really curious about what you think and what your thoughts are. Do you think chivalry and feminism can coexist? Do you consider chivalry damaging or harmful to the progression of women? Or do you think that chivalry is a good thing and that's how women should be treated? Let us know your thoughts. You can go to our website at imopodcast.com 
or our Instagram, in my opinion, underscore podcast. Please follow us on social media, stream our episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you like us, don't forget to review our show. Remember, guys, this is just our opinion. We love, love to, to hear, hear yours. yours.